Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. I've got action-packed episode 142 right here for you. NBA, kicking off the season right there. NFL, great week we had there. College football and the World Series is set. So get ready for action-packed episode 142. Let's hop into it. Let's start out episode 142, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. So excited for this NBA season to be tipping off. We've got Nuggets versus Lakers opening night, and then the rest of the games for the next two days in the NBA. So excited for this NBA season has gotten unfold. You're going to see my NBA predictions for this season coming up later in the top five. Get ready for that. But NBA, one of the best sports to watch on it almost every day. Just a great sport. NBA, basketball. Coming back, Nuggets defending champions. Are they going to win that again? Let's see this season, 82 games and the playoffs. Get ready, everybody. From now until June, we've got NBA basketball. Let's hop into it. NFL, great week we had there. Kicking it off on Thursday night football, the Jaguars versus the Saints. Saints struggling right now. You see Derek Carr going up against a few bad defenses, Texans, Jaguars, and they're struggling still. Can't get the ball to his playmaker's hands, even though Alvin Kamara did have a really good game. Michael Thomas had a good game. Michael Thomas might be turning a corner, saving Alvin Kamara. But Derek Carr played horrible in that one. Had a wide-open touchdown pass to Foster Moreau that Foster Moreau dropped. Outside of that, Derek Carr did not play well in that one. Kind of got bailed out a little bit by Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Jaguars, Travis Etienne, played like one of the best running backs in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence knows how to win football, even though he was injured. Great win, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bears, they played against the Raiders on Sunday. They were starting rookie quarterback at Shepard University, Tyson Badgett. I saw a picture. On Sunday, it said, this is the last time Tyson Badger played a home game. It was one of the smallest stadiums you would ever see. Looks like even smaller than a high school stadium. This is the stadium he's playing in today, and that was Soldier Field. So, pretty exciting stuff right there for D2 quarterback, Shepard University. Only D2 quarterback in the NFL starting right now, Tyson Badgett, destroying the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. The Raiders, confusing to me because they can get a good win against a team like the Packers and then lose to a guy like Tyson Badgett. I don't understand it. Bears... Good in for right there. Let's see if Tyson Badger can keep things going until Justin Fields gets back. For the Browns, P.J. Walker and Sean Watson leading this team right now. It seems like both these guys taking snaps. Sean Watson getting hurt a little bit every game. P.J. Walker played well. 39-38, to they got a win over the Indianapolis Colts. Kareem Hunt was the main X factor in this one, along with Jerome Ford. Browns over the Colts, 39-38. Colts without Anthony Richardson starting Gardner Minshew. Let's see how they can ride that for the rest of the season. Maybe they just tank the rest of the season. Go for a high draft pick. Maybe you get... Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously Marvin Harrison's dad. Marvin Harrison, one of the greatest Colts players of all time. Wouldn't that be something right there? Browns, though, they did take down the Colts on Sunday. The Patriots, they took down the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. The whole talk of Sunday with the Patriots was, is it going to be Bill Belichick's one of his last games as a Patriot? Could this be the situation? And then Adam Schefter says, no, no, no. He signed a lucrative deal extension this offseason with the New England Patriots. He's not going anywhere. Won a big game on Sunday. Mac Jones played well on that one. Over. The Buffalo Bills. New York Giants, they got a win over the Washington Commanders. Tyrod Taylor, my guy, starting at quarterback with Daniel Jones out. Got a win for the New York Giants. Now, going against the Commanders, one of the worst teams in the NFL. But hey, win's a win. Giants turning corner a little bit. Had a good game against the Bills last week and a great game this week against the Commanders. In the NFL, a win's a win. They'll take it. Falcons, they took down Tampa Bay on Sunday in Tampa Bay. Peter Robinson didn't really play much in this one. Seemed like he had a headache, concussion, whatever it might have been. They said he wasn't feeling well. He didn't really play much in that one. Only six snaps. They didn't need him, though. They still got the win. Desmond Ritter played well enough. Arthur Smith played well. May have messed up some fantasy teams or some betters, but Bijan Robinson didn't play too well. Didn't even play that much in that game. Only six snaps. Let's see how they handle his workload going forward. But Desmond Ritter led that Falcons team to a win over Tampa Bay 
on Sunday. For the Baltimore Ravens, they're the win of the week. They're the team of the week. What a win that was. Going up 28 to nothing at halftime, it could have been even more. It was 28 to nothing with about seven minutes left in that first half. Lamar Jackson on fire, firing all cylinders, really fine connections to his receivers, Zay Flowers. Say we want about Odell Beckham Jr., five catches, 50 yards, that's good enough. Running game was working well. Defense, impeccable. So yeah, great stuff right there by the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe we overhyped, including myself, Detroit Lions a little bit. Another team we may have overhyped the Miami Dolphins. We were saying they were the next track team. We were saying they were the next greatest show on turf. Well, that didn't show on Sunday. It's Philadelphia Eagles. They struggled heavily on Sunday night. Eagles showing why they're still a top three team in the NFL. Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, unstoppable, untouched push. Defense played well against that Dolphins wide receiver group. Tutang Valoa didn't play too great. Eagles, Jalen Hurts takes down the guy who took his job in college, maybe shaped his whole entire career. Tutang Valoa. On Sunday night. The Steelers, they got a great win over the Rams on Sunday. Questionable call, you could say, right there at the end. That third down scramble by Kenny Pickett. They said he got it. Wouldn't go to fourth down. That went to fourth down. They probably would have punted. Maybe. Rams kid got that ball back. Got Puka Nakua. Matthew Stafford uh, involved a little bit more right there. Cooper Cup, but Puka Nakua played well in this one. He's a great centerpiece for them for years to come. But does seem like Sean McVay losing some of his mojo a bit right here. This is a game that, in the past, Sean McVay would win. Didn't win this right now here. That's a little bit frustrating for Rams fans. Let's see how their season goes the rest of the way. Broncos, they didn't win again on Sunday. Next team, talk about right here, Kansas City Chiefs. They went up against uh, Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday, and they got a great win. Kansas City Chiefs, just solid all across the board. Running game, Isaiah Pacheco, looking like he can be the next Marshawn Lynch. Chargers, Justin Herbert struggled. Taylor Swift is in the car for the Chiefs. Maybe that helps them out a little bit. Still undefeated when Taylor Swift is at Chiefs game. That's great right there. Travis Kelsey played well. Bring the Chiefs. Some good luck. Let's end out our headlines in the NFL right here. The Minnesota Vikings, another team, getting a great win on this week over San Francisco 49ers. You can say Brock Purdy's a fraud. I don't think we can go that far yet. I don't think we can blame this whole loss on Brock Purdy just because he threw an interception. This is a road game up in Minnesota. Jake Moody missed another kick in this one. Maybe if he made that kick, they wouldn't have had Brock Purdy scramble so much right there. Throw that interception. Brock Purdy put the loss on himself. That's what a young, good quarterback would do. Vikings got the win over maybe the best team in the NFL. San Francisco 49ers. And soccer, close out these headlines, the Ballon d'Or, which is basically the MVP of European soccer. Looks like it's going to go Lionel Messi instead of Erling Haaland, who set the European scoring record for most goals ever. But Lionel Messi did win the World Cup. Erling Haaland, though, kind of won MVP in his rookie season. You could say had an MVP-like season in his rookie season in the Premier League. 56 goals across the season, winning Champions League, leading that team. Won't win Ballon d'Or. That's a little bit frustrating right there, but Lionel Messi won the World Cup. That's about for the headlines this week. Still more to come. Squirt Sports Lane Frick, episode 142. Now, Schoolyard Sports NFL Game Day, everybody. If you're not familiar with Squirt Sports NFL Game Day, if you're a new viewer or listener, Squirt Sports NFL Game Day is what I've been doing for the past three seasons of Squirt Sports, and I pick the top NFL games of the week. We try to get a perfect record. A lot of great games this week. Looks like a good week in the NFL. Let's hop into it. Squirt Sports, NFL game day. Thursday night football. Buccaneers versus the Buffalo Bills. This one is up in Buffalo. And I'm going to go with the upset pick right here. The risky upset pick. You can say, Buccaneers, they just lost at home to the Atlanta Falcons. What makes you think they can go up to Buffalo and snag out a win? Baker Mayfield is hungry for a win. This Bills team is struggling. They just lost to one of the worst teams in the NFL in the New England Patriots. They're going to lose another one right here. Go back to 5-3. and three. Buccaneers over the Bills. Bookmark it. Rams versus the Cowboys. Cowboys on a roll right now. They're playing well. But Rams, Puka Nakua, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, 
Still got that connection going. I'm still going to take the Cowboys in this one. Off of bye week, Mike Parsons playing well enough. Mike Parsons, one of the best defense players in the NFL. Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, he gets the ball to his playmaker's hands. Let's go Cowboys over the Rams. Vikings versus Packers. Packers have been struggling so much right now, and it seemed like all things were going great at the beginning of the season. And I look up and you're saying, whoa, this team's struggling. They only have two wins. Vikings, on the other hand, had a rough start to the season, and now they're picking up wins like it's nothing. Winning against the 49ers last week, they're going to pick another one this week over Green Bay Packers. Sorry, Jordan Love. Kirk Cousins gets another good win over you. Jets versus Giants. Battle of New York football. I'm going to go with the Jets in this one. I'm a diehard Giants fan, but I'll take Jets in this one as a true football insider. I think the Jets won this one. Zach Wilson coming off a of bye week. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. This team needed a bye week. Get refreshed. They have a bunch of injuries right now. Torn ACLs. Guys banged up. That bye week should help that a little bit. Some of those guys who are banged up. Jets get a win over the New York Giants. Next game, Jaguars versus the Steelers. Two teams that are playoff contenders, obviously. Steelers good one last week. Jaguars also good last week. I'm going to go with the Jaguars off the extended rest after winning a Thursday night football game against the Saints. Let's go Jaguars over Pittsburgh Steelers. Next game, Browns versus Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. Round with the odd hand. Great offense last week, 39-38. Defense, some things to clean up, but still, wins a win the NFL. Like I always say, Browns get a win over the Seattle Seahawks. Next game, maybe the best game of the week, Cincinnati Bengals versus the San Francisco 49ers. This is a very crucial game for both teams. It's going to show you what they're made of. The San Francisco 49ers frauds is Brock Purdy fraud. Can he win without his best guys, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and then for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, can they write off what they did last season? Can they bring that magic back of the past two seasons? Where Joe Burrow hit his guys like Jamar Chase a bunch, hit his guys like Joe Mixon. They were able to get guys like Deacons more involved. They haven't been able to do that as much this season. The defense has struggled too. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers, bouncing back after two consecutive losses. They get a win over an AFC North team and Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, Bengals. I think you still can have a good season, just not in this game. Niners over the Bengals. Next game, Sunday Night Football, Bears versus Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. Sorry, Tyson Badgett, you don't win a game right here. Justin Herbert and this Chargers squad dying for a win, it seems like. Losing last week against the Chiefs. They need a win right now. Chargers over the Bears. Raiders versus Lions. Raiders team really struggling right now. Bad, bad loss to the Chicago Bears last week. That's one of the worst losses you can have as a head coach, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels has had some really bad losses. Last season, losing to Baker Mayfield after he signed with the Rams like two days before that. Losing to Jeff Saturday when he didn't even have a playbook, didn't have anything. First time ever as a head coach. And then last Sunday, losing to a D2 quarterback rookie, Tyson Badgett. Josh McDaniels, time to reconsider some things. Mark Davis, time to reconsider some things. Do you put Josh McDaniels on the hot seat? Do you maybe fire him if you don't win this game? Lions over the Raiders. They bounce back after a tough game last week. That's Grid Sports NFL Game Day. Stay tuned. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five NBA hot takes. This uncupped season. Let's hop into it. Number five. This is a make or break season for Zion Williamson. Is he going to make it as a superstar in the NBA or break down and crumble into that maybe Charles Barkley type of player where you have a good career, not a great career, Maybe even worse than that. Maybe he's just a full-on bust of what we thought he was going to be when he came out of college. This guy was in college in 2019. That seems like a while ago now. We still haven't seen much from Zion Williamson. This is going to be his, what, fourth or fifth NBA season now? What have we seen from Zion Williamson to make us say, this guy's a superstar. This guy's going to win NBA championships. Because it seemed like that last season until he got hurt in January. January. They were number two seed. He gets hurt in January. They barely make the playoffs. What's going to happen the rest of the season for Zion Williamson? Because he didn't play. What's going to happen this season? Because Willie Green is a good coach. For New Orleans Pelicans, Brandon Ingram is a good co-star for Zion Williamson. I'm interested to see what happens to Zion Williamson this season. 
That's number five. Number four, rookie Victor Omayama makes the All-Star team. One of the first rookies to ever make the All-Star team will be Victor Omayama. Yes, it's been done before, but not for a while. Victor Omayama will make the All-Star team as a rookie. You can bookmark it. He's going to have one of the best rookie seasons of all time making the All-Star team for the Western Conference. Four, Victor Omayama. Three, James Harden will not play this season. Won't play a single game out of the two games we have. Want to know why? Philadelphia 76ers doesn't want to play for them. Why would they want him to play for them? If they're going to say, hey, you don't want to play for us? You're not going to play for us. Same situation as the Ben Simmons thing a few years ago. They said, hey, you don't want to play with us? We'll trade the trade deadline to the Brooklyn Nets. He didn't even end up playing that season. Differences with James Harden. Nobody wants to trade for you, even though you're an NBA superstar. Nobody wants to trade for you. Now, come trade deadline time, maybe someone's going to want to trade for you. What if you're injured then? What if it's a little Ben Simmons situation? That's what I think right there. James Harden doesn't play a season. Number three. Number two, Luka Doncic wins NBA MVP. Luka Doncic seems like we've been waiting for him to break out as the NBA MVP for years now because he's always been that all-star, amazing player. But he hasn't done much in the playoffs, really. Hasn't won MVP. Hasn't been first-team All-NBA. I want to see Luka Doncic win MVP right here this season. Luka Doncic, you're going to win MVP this season. That's my prediction for Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic, your NBA MVP. Really close to it last year. He's going to get it this year. Luka, too. And number one, my NBA Finals prediction. Who wins this year's NBA championship? The Phoenix Suns win this year's NBA championship over the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics are a really good squad, but they don't have a good bench. Phoenix Suns, they were missing one thing last year against the Denver Nuggets. Another score. Well, they went out and got a great score of Bradley Beal. They got rid of Monty Williams, and they got rid of the toxicness around DeAndre Ayton and a few other guys in that team. And they built a really good squad. Matt Ishbia, good new owner for the Phoenix Suns, wins an NBA championship. Phoenix wins an NBA championship. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. That's a great big three right there. That's a big three that isn't selfish. So I'm excited for this right here. Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, win an NBA championship. That's my NBA predictions this season. Leave your thoughts and takes in the comments. Now, did you know, this is now, it's a great one. Did you know the Philadelphia Phillies have never played in a Game 7 until Tuesday night's Game 7 versus the Arizona Diamondbacks? In the whole history of the Philadelphia Phillies franchise, they had never gone to a Game 7 until Tuesday night in that Game 7 to make the World Series versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. Didn't know that? Leave it in the comments section. That's probably did you know this week. Now, let's bring back a segment we haven't done in a very long time on Squared Sports. It's Squared Sports Scream. Now, who am I screaming on this week? I'm screaming on the college football world and most specifically the NCAA for what they have done to my Michigan Wolverines football program. Michigan Wolverines under investigation right now for their sign stealing scandal. They said that Michigan Stafford, Carter, and Stallions bought 11 tickets for games across the past three seasons. He had one this Saturday for Penn State versus Ohio State on both sidelines to steal what? To steal the opposing team's signs. Know what place to run. This has been the last three seasons. Now everybody wants to say, revoke the Michigan championships past two seasons. Get rid of those wins versus Ohio State. Get rid of all that because that's the past three seasons. You know what I call that? I call that all ridiculous. You know what backs me up on it? Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, he said, you can know what the signs are. Still tough to know what the signs are, even if you go to every game, which doesn't even seem like a bad rule. Are you not allowed to watch film? Are you not allowed to scout? That's what J.J. Watt said. Are you not allowed to go to a game or watch it as a fan? Say Jim Harbaugh, he had a son, which he doesn't, on a different football team. Say his son went to Ohio State, and he wants to go to watch Ohio State for one game. You think he's not going to look at the other team's signs? You think he's not going to know 
Any football fan can do that. There were coaches across the country saying, I used to have fans do that for me. J.J. Watt said it's not crazy at all. Coach Prime also said, even if you know the game plan, you still have to defend it. Stuff to know, attack it. Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca, Bukti, CJ Stroud. You can know whatever play it is. What's their both on go routes? You have to cover both of them? That's pretty tough. Everyone in the country is doing this. It's not just Michigan. So why are you just attacking Michigan? Same thing happened a few years ago with Baylor, and they didn't face a big punishment, just a big fine. But now that Michigan wins football games, now that they have two Big Ten championships, now that they're the number two team in the country, now everyone wants to come at Michigan. This is not me, the Michigan fan talking. This is me, the realistic, authentic college football fan talking. This is bogus right here from the NCAA, from college football, from the fans, from anybody coming at Michigan for this. Because I guarantee you, if you're an Ohio State fan, you're doing it too. If you're an Alabama fan, you've done it too. Ohio State, Georgia, every big team does it. So why just come at Michigan? Because they couldn't pinch them hard by the beginning of the season? Because they couldn't get suspended the whole season, only three games? Whatever it might be, Michigan football, J.J. McCarthy, this guy's a baller. It's not just off of knowing the science. It's not just off of anything, even if they know the science. It's a great defense, great offense. Go watch Michigan. Go watch one game, you're not going to say, huh, it's not the signs that's helping them. It's the actual talent on the field. It's the actual playmaking that Michigan has. Go look at it. I watch every Michigan game. I watch every Michigan snap. That's my thoughts on it. That's my squid sports scream this week. I'm screaming on you, the college ball fan. You, NCAA, you, anybody who wants to come out of Michigan for the sign stealing. Because I guarantee you, your team's doing it too. That's my squid sports scream. So, the World Series is set, everybody. Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. We got Southwest World Series. I'm all ready for it, everybody. So, let's break down my spotlight for this week, giving you my World Series breakdown, and then my prediction at the end. So, the Rangers were my pre-playoff prediction. I had them being Orioles, the Astros, and winning the whole darn thing in the World Series. For the Diamondbacks, I didn't think they could make it out of the first round of the playoffs against the Milwaukee Brewers. But that's great stuff. They expanded the playoffs because I didn't even think there was a chance Diamondbacks could make the playoffs. They won a few games at the end and then make it. A few seasons ago, you're not in the World Series now. You're not in the playoffs because they expanded playoffs aren't a thing. There's no second wildcard series to go to. But now there is. Corbin Carroll has absolutely led this team to this point. If he can win a World Series in his rookie season, that's amazing. There's still a few other things to break down. Corbin Carroll does that. He's cementing himself in baseball history. Some things some guys could never do in their career. Some Hall of Famers can never do. Ken Griffey Jr., who I like to compare Corbin Carroll to sometimes, that speed, that flash, that flair. Corbin Carroll can be like that, even if he wins, doesn't win or wins the World Series this time around. For the Rangers, you've got also the Power Raiders, Adolis Garcia, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and then the pitching, Max Scherzer, their ace, Jordan Montgomery. A few other guys in that rotation. The Diamondbacks, you got Zach Gallon, who's pitching like an ace always. Merrill Kelly. So it's going to be a great Southwest World Series. But I've got the Rangers taking down the Diamondbacks in five games. I think the Diamondbacks, a little too inexperienced right now. Corbett Carroll, rookie season. What a great rookie season this is right here. Make the World Series. Plays well in this World Series. But Adolis Garcia wins World Series MVP after winning ALCS MVP. Wins World Series MVP. Let's go Rangers, everybody. I love it. Rangers over. Arizona Diamondbacks to win their first World Series ever. Run high with my pre-playoff prediction. Let's go Texas Rangers over the Diamondbacks. That's my spotlight for this week. Now, after a great week of college football we had last week, week number eight, I'm going to give you my college football showcase top 25. And then after, I'll give you my hot takes this week, my six hot takes 
Hot takes, not gonna lie, weren't so great last week, but they were all super close. Let's get six for six this week. That'll come up next. I gotta give you my top 25 scoring sports. Top 25 teams of college football right now. Number one, Michigan Wolverines go blue. I love this Michigan squad. They are the best team in college football. Watch them week in, week out. Best defense, best offense. They just went into Michigan State Stadium. They lost two years ago. Really bad loss. And you beat them 49-0. This is their Super Bowl. This is their night game. This is their Super Bowl. And you beat them 49-0. That's what the best team in college football does. Michigan over Georgia is the best team in college football. Number two, Georgia Bulldogs. Number two team in college football. This team is solid. Without Brock Bowers, they are not the best team in college football. Big game against Florida this week. Out, Rock Bowers. I'm interested to see how that goes. You have to wait to see my hot take on that one. But three, Florida State. Florida State stood tall against Duke on Saturday. Now, I had Duke winning that game, and they were very close to doing it. They had a pick six early on, a very good touchdown early on, and they were winning 20 to 17 in that fourth quarter until Riley Leonard gets another high ankle sprain. They rushed him back to play in this one, and then got hurt again in that fourth quarter. Gets another high ankle sprain in about the five yard line of Florida State. Duke goes for it on fourth down. Doesn't get it. Everything gets changed from there. Florida State wins 38-20 to in that fourth quarter. So, the game was much closer than it seemed on that score. Florida State could have very easily lost that game if Riley Leonard played in this fourth quarter in that one. But, Florida State, number three team in the country. Four, Ohio State Buckeyes going against Penn State. Seems kind of like a mid-off, you could say. Neither of them were playing too great in offense, but these defenses are elite. James Franklin said, I'm not sure if we just watched the best two teams in college football. You think Ohio State and Penn State are the two best teams in college football? James Franklin, you're living in a different world right now. Penn State head coach was wrong on that one. But Ohio State, still a top four team in college football for Ohio State. Five, Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma and Washington was not number six. These are kind of two flip-flop teams right here because Oklahoma, really good squad, but they almost lost to UCF. Really good ballot test right there. And for Washington, number six, let me rant on you a little bit right here. You had your best win in your program's maybe history on Saturday last week against Oregon. Great win. Great win at home. Michael Pax Jr. led that comeback. They won that game. Then you go up against the worst team in the Power Five, Arizona State at home. Night game, you're saying, whew, we can win this game 78 to nothing. We're going to demolish them in this one. It's the worst team in the Power 12. It's the worst team in the Power Five. Their only win is against FCS Southern Utah by three points. We're going to kill them. What happened was Arizona State was winning that game in the fourth quarter on Washington's 10-yard line. They go for it. They give a pick six. Nothing was the same from then. Washington could have very easily lost that game. They're number six. Texas, number seven. Quinn Ewer is going to be out a lot of weeks after taking a big hit on a run. What are you doing? Your quarterback, Texas Longhorns, can't take big hits. Got a slide. They'll start Malik Murphy. If he doesn't do well, that's Archman time, everybody. Texas, number seven. Eight, Alabama. Good win and gets a battle tested Tennessee team. That's a good win for you right there. Eight, Alabama. Nine, Ole Miss. Ten, Oregon. Eleven, Penn State. Tough loss to Ohio State. Twelve, Missouri. Very underrated SEC squad. Third best team or fourth best team in the SEC right now. 13, Oregon State, one of the best teams in the Pac-12. They're in a roll right now. 14, Louisville, bouncing back after a tough loss to Pitt last week. They're moving up my rankings. 15, Utah. Utah, big game against Oregon this week. No cam rising for the rest of the season, but they beat USC on Saturday. I want to see how they do against Oregon on Saturday. At home, that's going to be a good game for you right there. That can maybe launch you back into that college ball playoff conversation. 15, Utah. 16, Notre Dame. 17, North Carolina. What a terrible loss that was against Virginia. You're undefeated. At home, and you lose to a bottom five team in the Power Five in Virginia. Only two wins in the season. Going for Tony Elliott and the Cavaliers, but terrible loss for Drake May, Mac Brown, North Carolina Tar Heels. They're number 17. Duke, number 18. Good game against Louisville this week. Get back in that ACC championship conversation. 19, LSU. 20, Tulane. 21, Air Force, still undefeated. 22, Fresno State. Big game against UNLV this weekend. 23, Florida. 
big game against Georgia this weekend. Neutral site now in Jacksonville. 24, USC. Slipping a lot in my rankings after a terrible loss to Utah last week. I don't get why Caleb Williams is going to play the rest of the season for USC. He has nothing to gain, only to lose. Go check Score Sports Instagram at Score Sports if you want to see more on why I think that. 25, James Madison. James Madison, a powerhouse in the FCS. Now, FBS. Been great the past two seasons. Sad part is, they can't make a bowl game because they just jumped from SCS to FBS. That's a terrible rule in college basketball, too. Even if you win your conference in college basketball, it's an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. They don't think so. They think that you should have to wait five years after going from D2 to D1 and about five years from go FCS to FBS to make a bowl game. That's my top 25. Leave thoughts in the comments. Hot takes coming right up. Now, my college ball hot takes this week. I'm feeling confident in the hot takes this week. If you want to see more of these college ball hot takes, follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. I post them every Saturday morning. Got a cool video to go with it. Watch for that. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. See more of these amazing signature hot takes on Squared Sports. Let's hop into the six hot takes for this week. One, UNLV defeats Fresno State. UNLV, 6-1 this season. Fresno State also 6-1 on the season. UNLV's only loss. Michigan Wolverines at the big house. They scored seven points against Michigan. Pretty impressive, UNLV. They're going to improve to 7-1 right here. UNLV, really good squad. Now, I don't want to hear people say, oh, Michigan plays nobody. UNLV, they're going to be ranked if they beat Fresno State this weekend, which I think they will. UNLV over Fresno State. Next game, Duke versus Louisville. I like Duke over Louisville. I've been riding the Duke train all season long. Got me great in that Clemson game. Bit me a little bit in that Notre Dame game. And then they should have beat Florida State. Both those games were very winnable for Duke. Florida State and Notre Dame. They just lost in the last few minutes of that game. Florida State, last 15 minutes, fourth quarter. And then Notre Dame, about the last 15 seconds of that game, Duke gives up that game. But they get a good road win this week versus Louisville. Even if it's Riley Leonard or Henry Bell in the fourth, I like Duke over Louisville. Colorado comes close with UCLA at the Rose Bowl. There's going to be a bunch of people out there to support Colorado in that game. Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter. It's a team that definitely should have beat Stanford two weeks ago. You can say, oh, UCLA just went out and beat Stanford 35-0, 42-0, whatever the score was. Colorado also could have done that. They were up 29-0 at halftime. They could have very easily won that game 50-0. They just collapsed in the second half. Colorado still a good team, in my opinion, 4-3. They're going to make a bowl game. They could be close with UCLA. UCLA, they made the switch to Ethan Garbers at quarterback over Dante Moore. They win this one close versus Colorado. Florida versus Georgia. I'm very, very tempted. Take four to win this one because Graham Ritz is playing like 2019 Joe Burrow, most accurate quarterbacks in college football. Georgia struggling a little bit without Brock Bowers, but coming off a of bye week, I will take Georgia Bulldogs in a thriller down Jacksonville. Georgia versus Florida, game of the week, very close in my opinion. Oregon versus Utah. Oregon wants revenge after what Utah did to them at home in 2021. They get a great road win over Utah. This is always a fun game to watch in the Pac 12. Sorry, Kyle Winningham, your team doesn't make the college football playoff this year, but hey, Maybe you can win a Pac-12 championship again, like you did last season and the season before that. Oregon over Utah. Next game and the last game, Wisconsin versus Ohio State. Wisconsin on Saturday night up in Madison. Luke Fickle, Tanner Mordecai, Braden Allen. You want a signature win. This is your signature win. Wisconsin over Ohio State. Ohio State's offense is atrocious, it seems like. Their defense is great. Wisconsin's offense, if you can pop a big round Braden Allen, then it can be explosive. One loss or two losses on the season. One to Iowa and one to Washington State. You want a big win? You want a signature win Luke Fickle in year one? Not making the college ball playoff. You can make a Big Ten championship game. You can win the Big Ten. Go on to make the Rose Bowl. It starts right here. Win over Ohio State. Sorry, Buckeyes. You don't go undefeated into that Michigan game. You get a loss right here to Wisconsin. That's the biggest hot take of the week. 
Gonna be a great game. Wisconsin up in Madison. I'm excited for it. That's about the college ball hot takes. Leave thoughts and comments. Now, let's bring back another segment we haven't done in a very long time. MVP, LVP. Who is my MVP this week? Am I LVP? Least valuable person, player, team, coach, whoever it might be. And the same applies for MVP. My MVP for this week is the Philadelphia Eagles. Because what a win that was on Sunday night. Had doubters like me saying, oh, Joe Hurst plays like a rookie quarterback. He just lost to the New York Jets playing like a rookie quarterback. This Eagles team needs to be humbled. That's what I was saying all week. That this Eagles team needs to be humbled and they were going to lose to Miami Dolphins. Jalen Hurts is going to get nervous playing the guy who basically shaped his whole career to a tongue Valoa in college and they were going to lose that one. But they stood tall. They won that game 31-17. to They ran the ball well. Jalen Hurts played well in that one. Jason Kelsey led that offensive line in a good one. No penalties for the Eagles in that one. Even though there should have been some, no penalties. Discipline. MVP for this week, Philadelphia Eagles. And now the LVP this week, Houston Astros. Whether it's Dusty Baker, Probably just manage his last game ever. Jose Altuve, we don't know how many chances he's going to have a championship again. He's ending up in his career being done soon. Astros fans, they're so fortunate. Seeing this team make the World Series every year, about 2020 and 2019. So, Astros, LVP this week, and Eagles, MVP for this week. That's about for MVP, LVP. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, the best for last question today. This week's question is, how will load management be this season in the NBA? Obviously, in the rules that you have to play 65 games to be eligible for an NBA award. That's something right there. And the new CBA coming around. Maybe load management. A little bit different this season. How will that play a factor? Victor Omiyama already said, I want to play all 82 games. They're not going to treat me like Tim Duncan where they were wrestling some games. I'm playing all 82 games. My rookie season. Paul George and the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard. They could definitely be title contenders if they play all 82 games. They can play 70 games together, which they probably won't again. But if they can do that, they can be title contenders. We haven't seen that, though, since that 2020 season. Even then, they didn't play much together. I want to see the Clippers back to greatness with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I want to see them get greatness with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I want to see a lot of things happen this season with low management in the NBA. Has affect guys like LeBron, Jason Tatum, upcoming star, Victor Omiyama. Like I said, how will load management be this season in the NBA? That's question day. Leave thoughts in the comments. That's part for Score Sports Lane for episode 142. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram, at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter, at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 143. Stay tuned. Woo.